the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and healed them. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. In this message today, I'm going to talk about the tempter, who is the devil, who is a real devil, who is out to devour God's people and to usurp the place of Jesus in our lives. Devil wants to sit on the throne of your heart. He wants your attention. And if you and I don't have the word of God, he'll get it every time, every time. None of us are that strong in ourselves, but with Jesus and his word. Then we're going to look at the temptation of Jesus. And as we look at the temptation of Jesus, exactly, listen, exactly how the devil tempted Jesus, that's how he tempts us. Exactly how Jesus overcame temptation, that's exactly how we are going to be able to overcome it. Friend, we have all this information. We don't have to be defeated. We can live in victory, great victory in the Lord. And... Now, I've been, I started at Christmas time talking about the, the birth of Jesus. I followed him in chronological order all the way up until today. I don't know how far we're going to go with this. But uh, I'm preaching on the, the temptation of Jesus because that's where we are in his life, in his journey. Uh, we heard about Jesus when he was 12 years old. Then we don't hear about him again uh, until he is 30 years old, 18 years of silence, 18 years in the carpenter shop. He was a man's man. He worked with his hands. Matter of fact, I, you know, I've only known one woman carpenter in my life. <laughs> all, the, all the carpenters I've known have been men. And so Jesus was a carpenter working in the carpenter shop, providing for his mother and for his siblings. We, we don't hear anything more about Joseph after Jesus was 12 years old, and so it's our assumption that Joseph died, and Jesus now is the, the man of the house, the man of the family. Well, after 18 years of silence, he, that last evening he hangs up his tools, he takes off his carpenter's apron. The next morning he begins his walk. Some believe it was about 60 miles from Nazareth to the bank of Jordan to be baptized of John. Now, the reason Jesus was baptized is that he is now identifying with everyone who has lost uh, their relationship with God or never had a relationship with God. He is coming to identify with us. Nobody asked him to go to Jordan. I didn't ask him to take my sins. When he was baptized, he went down into that watery grave confessing our sins and repenting of our sins. He was perfect. He had no sins to repent of or to confess. But I certainly did, and so did you. And Jesus confessed my sins and repented of my sins. To fulfill all righteousness. I talked about that, I think it was just last week. To fulfill all righteousness, meaning to bring me and you into a right relationship with God. We cannot be brought into a right relationship with God, uh, but through Jesus Christ. 
He's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He said, oh, there's many ways to go. No, Jesus said there's one way. And I don't think he lied when he said that. I don't think so. I believe he, he came, he took our sins, he died in our place, he took our penalty. What a Savior is he. What a Savior. Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord for Jesus and for what he's done to fulfill all righteousness. He took my sin and he gave me his righteousness. He gave me his purity. He he took mine and gave me his. And now because of him, I can have a relationship with God. And then after he came up out of the water, the, the, the strangest, curious thing happened to him. The scripture says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted of the devil. Jesus was tempted of the devil. There must be a devil. You say, you go through temptations? I go through them? Of course we do. But so did Jesus to be tempted of the devil. Now notice chapter 4 of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1. The very first word says, the word is then, then. He was tempted of the devil. Then, when? After he was baptized. After heaven was opened. After the voice of God, this is my beloved son. After the the dove coming uh, as the Holy Spirit. I mean, what a spiritual experience he had. Friend, the devil can tempt you in church. (laughs) The devil is is there uh, to hinder us, to destroy us. Uh, The devil is available to do that. That's his job. The job of Jesus is to empower us, to save us, and to give us victory. Then Jesus meets Satan face to face in the wilderness. Jesus takes the sword of the Spirit and he has a, uh, he wells that to the destroying of Satan's uh, power to tempt. He comes out of that particular situation victorious. Now, we're going to learn from Jesus how he did it, and we're going to learn how to do it. Now, no one was in the wilderness but Jesus and the devil. There was nobody there to see. Then how was this recorded? There was only Jesus and the devil in the the desert. There's no other way but that Jesus had to come out of that desert and to tell his disciples what happened in that desert experience. Why did he tell them? So they could record it? So they could be strong, so that you and I would have it for 2,000 years, so now we can read it and be strong. Jesus wanted, to know, wanted us to know what happened so we can do like he did and live in victory and overcome Satan. Now, let's look at this temptation. Verse 1, 2, and 3, chapter 4. Okay, there it is on the screen. Beautiful. Let's, let's read it together. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to be bread. Now notice the temptation came when Jesus was having a high, wonderful, spiritual experience. Friend, when good things happen, sometimes we'll let down our guard. When good things happen, what better a voice from heaven, the Holy Spirit like a dove. Everything was, was through his uh, ears, through his eyes, through his, the sensation of his emotions. He was having a high spiritual experience. It was then 
the devil came. Friend, don't ever get to the place where you think you're so holy or, or I should never get to that place that I think I'm so holy that the devil can't get to me. Sometimes when I think I'm the highest spiritually, that's when I'm more vulnerable than perhaps any other time. So immediately he went into the wilderness. So Mark says in chapter 14, keep watching and praying. Keep watching and praying. Don't ever let up. Keep on, keep on watching and praying. Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. Now, Satan will tempt us. God will try us. There's a difference here. God never tempts a person to sin. God will never do that. Satan will tempt us to sin. But God will take that very temptation and test us, cause us to become strong, stretch our faith, develop us, and like Job, we'll come forth as pure gold. Satan wants to usurp God's place in your heart. He wants to control your life. He wants you to be his slave, yielding to every passion, every desire. He's going to dethrone God. That's what he's going to try to do. But God will take that temptation, turn it around, and bless you. And when you come through it, you come out of it, you'll be a stronger Christian than ever before. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Now, listen to what it says in James chapter 1. Consider it all joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Now, God will turn it around. God will help you. Don't despise temptation. Say, when it comes, naturally, we're not looking for it, but when it comes, say, thank God, it's here for a reason. It's here to make me stronger in the Lord, and I'm going to come forth more blessed than ever before. I'm going to come forth as pure gold. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. So there's temptation. Here's the temptation of Jesus. Now I'm going to break it down into three major broad strokes uh, that the devil tempted him. And remember this, as I go through it with you, these are the same broad strokes that the devil comes at you. And how Jesus overcame, that's how we're going to overcome. So get in those small groups. Get in those Bible studies. Be here with your Bible on Sunday morning. Take that Bible off the mantle or out of the bookcase and read it at home. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. You'll be God's man, God's woman. You'll live in this world a victorious, healthy, happy, successful life. You can do it. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Hi, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris of the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland. I have a message entitled, The Rule of Peace, Part 2. It's going to help you to determine the will of God in your life in every decision that you have to make. It's something that you must hear and receive from the Lord. If you are a believer and you want to walk in the will of God, you must hear this message entitled, The Rule of Peace. Peace will make decisions for you. It'll settle disputes. Peace will determine the right action you need to take in every action you need to take in every decision you need to make. That's this coming Sunday at the 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock worship service at the Largo Community Church, 1701 Enterprise Road, Mitchellville, Maryland. That's also Bowie, Maryland. The rule of peace. Now let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. 
every need we have, God has provided a legitimate way for those needs to be satisfied and to be met. But sometimes we become impatient with God. We have these basic human needs, appetites, and God isn't working fast enough. Prayers aren't being answered fast enough. We become impatient with God. We become impatient with prayer. We take things in our own hands. We move in on a situation. We're not hurting anybody we reason. We're only hurting ourselves. We're only hurting God. We're only hurting our family, hurting our friends. Friend, don't let human reason sit upon the throne of your heart. Don't let it do that. That was the first temptation the basic human needs of life. The second temptation is acting irresponsible. Do we have verses 5 and 6 for the screen? Ah, there it is. I didn't even ask him to do that. Isn't that wonderful? All right, let's read that one. Then the devil took him to a holy city and had him stand in the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written... He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You see, the devil knows the Bible. Would to God that Christians would know the Bible. The devil quoted it. Now Satan takes that beautiful scripture that you and I just read and he twisted it. He twisted it. Friend, I'll tell you, I think you can almost take a... Take the Bible and get it to say almost anything you want it to say. Sometimes I'm beginning to think that. But God says that we must rightly divide the word of truth. We must know what he is talking about. He took, Satan took that scripture and twisted it. Now, here's what happens. We will step out sometimes and start doing something. Even buying a home, changing jobs, buying a car, uh, whatever, without ever even praying about it. God, are you leading me? Are you truly Jesus? Are you truly a shepherd? Am I truly a sheep and following you? God wants to be involved in every area of your life and bless you in every area of your life, give you victory and satisfaction in every area of your life. Friend, God's not against you. He's for you 110%. He's for you all the way. But we'll step out without praying and without checking God's word. When things go wrong, then we'll say, Oh, Lord, get me out of here. Sometimes I said, well, you know, I fell in love. That doesn't mean you have to marry him or her. Uh, I wonder if it's really truly love or if it's something else, that human natural desire that God put there, and we're calling it love when it's nothing more than a, a lustful feeling. And we build it up into something that it is that it is not. We need to take everything to God in prayer and allow the Lord to help us in these matters. <clears throat> when we were looking for property to move here where we are at 1701 Enterprise Road, we were down at the school. One of the finest Christian ladies in the congregation, she's still she's not in the congregation, she's been out of here a long time ago. She's still alive, and she's still one of the finest Christian ladies I know. But sometimes we'll listen to some of the finest Christian people and take their advice without praying about it. We said, well, you know, I got it. I don't need to pray about it now. I got it from her or I got it from him. We won't say that, but we do that. I walked across more properties. I prayed. We had 
the machinery come in, spent more money trying it because there's there no, no public storage anywhere. We were in the wilderness. All these churches are trying to get into Mitchellville right now. When we came, <laughs> we were in the jungle. I mean, we were, there's nothing here when we came. I didn't know this was going to be such a rich community, a wealthy community. I was as naive as could be. I was just saying, Lord, you tell me, you lead me. And I, <clears throat> well, this dear soul, she came to me and she, she knew, she must have felt that I was starting to get discouraged. I don't think I was. But she said, well, pastor, why don't you just claim one piece of property and buy it and have faith that that's God's will? That's human reasoning. You know. Buy it and have faith and believe that that's God's will? No, I can't have faith until God speaks. And when God speaks through his word or through my conscience that is conforming to the word, then I can act. You see, God all along didn't have it down on 202 for us or 214 for us. All of these pieces of property we were trying to get. And here there's this dear soul. And I love her still to this day. Her husband was on the board. Um, he's gone to heaven now. Never had a moment's difficulty with him. Not a, not a crossword, nothing, nothing, nothing. I would have listened to this lady, but when she said that, I knew right away, I can't do it. This isn't God. She, she, she's, she's trying to help me, but she's not really helping me. She's trying to keep me from being discouraged, and she's going to ruin me and this church if I listen to that. And yet she meant so much good. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, years went by, some real estate person said, you know, they're up there on Enterprise Road. There's about 10 acres for sale. And I come up and I looked at it. And I, whew, here's where we're supposed to be. This is the promised land that flows with milk and honey. <laughs> we're going to cross over and claim it for Jesus. And we did. Now we have 55 acres. Uh, that person has, that dear sister has gone to another church, but she's come out to this one a couple of times. And she's not angry that I didn't take any property down there. She's a good woman. A wonderful woman. Now, something very similar happened to Abraham. Abraham in the Bible. Abraham was told by God, oh, I want you to listen to this one. Listen to this one. He was told by God that he was going to, that Sarah was going to have a son. He and Sarah was, were, were going to have a son. And that this son would be the blessing of God to the world. Through this son, there would come the nation of Israel. And through this son, Israel Ultimately, Jesus, who is the redeemer of the world. But you know what happened? Abraham got very, very old. He, got, he was a very old man, and Sarah was barren. And they said, you know, we have a promise, but nothing's happening. Now, friends, that's where the, the crunch comes. We have a promise. You have prayed, but nothing is happening. So now you're going to take somebody's advice. You're going to take your own advice. You're going to move out on a situation. And then when you get in trouble, you're going to say, please, God, help me. Get me out of here. God says, but you got yourself in there. But he won't leave you there. He'll come on and help you out. He's a good God. He's a heavenly father. So Sarah said, you take my maid. You have a son. That son, listen to the reasoning. That son will be the seed of Abraham and become the heir of promise. Abraham said, do you want me to go have sex with your maid? She said, yes, I believe it's God's will. Abraham said, I believe it's God's will too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> and they had a son. Hagar and Abraham had a son. They named him Ishmael. Friend, listen to me tell you something. When you step out of the will of God, there's going to be suffering and there's going to be pain. Do you know that thousands of years have passed and we are still suffering because of what Abraham did? That was the very beginning of Islam. That was the very beginning. The Mohammedans claim Abraham as their father. They're right. The Jews claim Abraham as their father. They're right. Christians claim Abraham as their father. We're right. But we're still suffering because Abraham went ahead with human logic, had a son. Friend, what you sow, you're going to reap. God will help you get out of it. But there'll be scars on your memory, maybe forever. Okay, here's the third test. I've got to get out of it fast. Verses 8 and 9. Do we have that to read? Verses 8 and 9. Oh, there it is again. Okay. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, notice very quickly that Jesus didn't contradict Satan. Say, hey, you don't have that power. Satan had that power. Satan still has that power. Jesus knew he had that power. So Jesus didn't contradict him at all. Notice that very clearly. Satan had the ability to make that offer to him. Now, Satan is offering us stuff. He has the ability for us uh, to receive it or, or he's to offer it to us, but he offers it. He's the prince of this world and he has the power to make these offers. Now, what he was doing... He was making Jesus a political offer. If Jesus had bought into it, there would have been a whole lot of good come out of it. For instance, if Jesus had accepted that offer, Jesus would have been able to resolve most of the world's problems. Jesus could now have rid the world of hunger. He could have rid the world of war. He could have rid the world of injustice. And this is what Jesus could have done if he had accepted that offer. You know, sometimes it sounds so good, and we think, oh, so much good can come out of this. But let me tell you what couldn't have happened if he had accepted that offer from Satan. There would have been no cross, no Gethsemane, no forgiveness, no reconciliation with God. Jesus saw his basic mission of coming into this world to save souls. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus told Pilate, for this purpose I was born, to serve God and to bring men to God. Victory over temptation. I have to close now. Friend, here it is. Here it is. Obey the word of God. Trust the word of God. It'll work for you like it worked for Jesus. Jesus told his disciples, about these three major temptations. And one of those temptations that come to us is going to come from one of these sources. But if we'll trust God, obey God's word, listen, now you're going to be able to say like Jesus, away with you, Satan. Friend, recognize where it's coming from. Away with you, Satan, and Satan will have to leave you. And then you know what's going to happen? Angels of God are going to descend upon you and minister to you and bless you. You're going to come forth like pure gold. 
Friends, good things are going to happen. That's why you're being tempted. Rejoice in the Lord that the temptation is there, but that the good is going to come out of it. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. Hi, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris of the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland. I have a message entitled, The Rule of Peace, Part 2. It's going to help you to determine the will of God in your life in every decision that you have to make. It's something that you must hear and receive from the Lord. If you are a believer and you want to walk in the will of God, you must hear this message entitled, The Rule of Peace. Peace will make decisions for you. It'll settle disputes. Peace will determine the right action you need to take in every action you need to take in every decision you need to make. That's this coming Sunday at the 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock worship service at the Largo Community Church, 1701 Enterprise Road, Mitchellville, Maryland. That's also Bowie, Maryland. The Rule of Peace. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.